Hey everyone, this is Kelvin. Welcome to episode 46 of Res Metal Podcasts. On this episode, I talk with Gabe Kolhoff of 1876. If you haven't heard 1876, they are one of probably the only band that I know of considered powwow punk rock. Uh, Gabe Kolhoff is originally from Montana, from Northern Cheyenne, Blackfeet Tribes, and currently uh, out of Portland, Oregon. 1876 uh, began releasing music um, in August 2020 with Powwow Punk Rock 1 and uh, last year Powwow Punk Rock 2 uh, came out in June of 2021 and then during my talk uh, Gabe does mention there is plans for Powwow Punk Rock 3 this year. Um, Along the way there are also singles um, that Gabe has been releasing and also, uh, he'll be releasing one uh, pretty soon. I think uh, this Friday, he'll be releasing a single called Great Escape. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, I was really thankful that Gabe reached out to me. I you know, wasn't familiar with 1876 at the time, but um, since I've you know, started listening, I'm just a big fan. I you know, grew up going to powwows, dancing at powwows, so hearing the powwow drums and the the powwow dancers, uh, bells and jingles um, in the back of the music, you know, just really gets me fired up. And, you know, along with that, you know, the kind of like the lyrical content is, you know, very, uh, very much influenced by uh, Gabe's uh, tribal background and upbringing. Um, and so just again, really thankful for Gabe reaching out to me. And also again, shout out to Metal Cavezine for uh, recommending you know, people to come out and talk to me. So, um, yeah, if you haven't heard Power Punk Rock, I'll play a quick clip and then go right into my talk with Gabe. So check this out. This is Tribes and Tribulations off Punk Rock 1. Punk, Power Punk Rock 1. All right, here we go. Um, really appreciate Gabe taking the time to talk with me. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, hey, Gabe, do you mind just kind of giving yourself an introduction and kind of like your background, like, you know, tribal affiliation and where you're at now? Yeah. Uh, my name, like you said, my name is Gabe Kalaf. I'm Northern Cheyenne and Blackfeet from Montana. Uh, I'm, I live in Portland, Oregon. 
I should, because of all these uh, all these pretendians lately, I will say that I'm enrolled Northern Cheyenne. <laughs> there's been so much, there's been so much of this lately. I just want to make it clear. I'm I'm enrolled Northern Cheyenne, and I'm Blackfeet. My mom's Blackfeet. My dad's Northern Cheyenne. But yeah, from Portland, Oregon. Um, uh, born and raised here. You could probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it on me. <laughs> but uh, uh, I sing and play guitar and play all the instruments. Actually, in 1876, currently, uh, I haven't been able to get a band together. But uh, I created this project on my own. It's called 1876. It's powwow punk rock, which is the mix of powwow music and punk rock. And I sing all the powwow music, I write all the powwow music, and I sing and write all the punk rock music. So, yeah, that's that's me. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, like I was just telling you before, you know, I recently came across 1876 not too long ago um, and uh, picked up some music off uh, your Bandcamp site and um, really enjoy it. And um, I just want to kind of go back, uh, you know, the, I've... I actually, you know, found that you have a lot of, um, you've done a lot of interviews with other, like, um, like, you know, like podcasts and like other, like, um, I guess you could say like, um, uh, outlets, but, um, but yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I got a chance to listen to some of them. Um, but just kind of going back to your background, you said you grew up in, um, in, um, Portland. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you mind just kind of talking about how, like your um, experience, you know, growing up there was, um, I guess you could, you could say it's kind of like an urban Indian experience, would you say? Kind of. Yeah. I, uh, I tend to stay away from the, the phrase urban Indian because personally, when I think of an urban Indian, I think of like crystals and like, dreads <laughs> and stuff like that, like, like kind of a, kind of a hippie version of an Indian, but uh, I say city Indian. Uh, I have a whole like branding thing of that C-T-Y-N-D-N city Indian. Because I grew up as traditional as you can get in the city. I actually grew up sweating and stuff Cheyenne way and singing Cheyenne songs. And uh, my parents did a really, really good job making sure that I stayed with my traditions of my people. And did, we, we all did the best we could with what we had out here. Growing up in this city particularly is like Portland is one of the white. I'm sorry, I'm drinking coffee. Uh, Portland is one of the whitest cities like I've ever been to. <laughs> and I always joke with people because I'm half white. So I appear white. And so I, I tell people Portland's so white that even the Indians here are white. Like, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that not only is it a, a super white city, uh, the, the Indians out here are not Plains Indians. They're, they're river people. So their traditions are all different than mine. Their artwork is all different than mine their culture and it, like, it's all different. Like ceremonies are all different. Everything's different. So I, I outside of my family, I, I had a very uh, small community. There's more Cheyennes and more Sioux and more Blackfeet out here now. But when I was a kid, there wasn't that many out here. In fact, I can name the exact families that were here. That's how small it was. So, um, yeah, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of lonely growing up as a Plains Indian out here yeah. did, you <laughs> a chance, yeah. did you get a chance to like you know go back and forth between like Portland and Montana when you were young oh yeah I go back to my my res as often as possible when I was a kid 
it's kind of like anybody who's off who anybody who lives off the res kind of knows this story like i would really only go back to the res for funerals unfortunately because that's we're 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 poor so we don't have money to travel it's expensive to travel my parents had three kids so around the youngest so to go back to the res was a big deal it was a lot of time a lot of money we're a working class family so we really only went back for ceremonies or for or we really only go back for uh funerals or for giveaways mm-hmm. and sometimes for ceremonies my dad started going through ceremonies and we'd go back for that but uh as an adult i go back as often as possible now mm-hmm. <laughs> browning my mom's res is browning where she's from that's only like 10 hours away but my dad's from busby slash lame deer and that's like 19 20 miles away from here or 19 or 20 hours away from here so yeah it's a lot harder to get to lame deer than it is browning so i go to browning more okay yeah i can um somewhat relate to that um out here we have a lot of like communities or you know small towns uh that surround the navajo reservation we just call them like border towns so I guess you could say, like, me and my siblings are, like, border town uh, Navajos, you know, but, and, um, you know, uh, we only have to travel, like, you know, like, two hours away to go visit family on the res, so, yeah, like, like you said, like, for, like, holidays, ceremonies, or, you know, if someone passed away, um, but um, do you think, um, like, you're kind of, like, the way, the, the music you make now, you think that's kind of, like, um all that, you know, the sounds that you created with 1876 is just like a, like a reflection of how you grew up in Portland? Yeah, I think so. More than anything, it's what I wanted to hear as a kid. It's the type of representation I wanted. I knew that Indians were out in the punk clubs because I was out there. I was in a punk band when I was, I started a punk rock band when I was 13. So I was out in the punk clubs playing shows, but I never saw anybody who represented where I came from and I guess it just took this long for me to represent myself and represent where I come from but I never heard any of the music that I make and that's what I really wanted so uh I would say like I had this this uh design for a while that I that I was kind of pushing that said um what did it say uh that something about punk rocks and or punk rock and sweat lodges mm-hmm. i can't remember what it said but it's something cool but that's because it was basically what it was for me growing up i would i i had like I, we would sweat on wednesdays and i had band practice on wednesday as well and then we what was it sweat on wednesday sweat on sunday mm-hmm. and play a show on friday play a show on saturday or go see a show on saturday play a show on friday and then there was like sweats in between those. So it was like, I just started seeing a similarity between sweats and punk clubs. Like you are packed in with a bunch of people shoulder to shoulder because we sweat Cheyenne way. So you're, I know it's like different for Navajos, but for us, like it's more, more people. It's not Sioux where there's like three rows of people, but it's like, it's more than Navajos, you know? Mm-hmm. So we are shoulder to shoulder with our own people we're singing the same song together and in punk clubs, like in the pit, they say, if someone goes down, you, you bring them up mm-hmm. and it's the same in the sweat. When someone, when someone goes down in the sweat, you, you're there for them. You bring them up, you pull them up. 
So I just started seeing like that they were both so similar and that punk rock culture, I guess, could be similar uh, to Indian way in some ways. In some ways, it's absolutely different. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know, you, you know, you um, the, the sound that you described, powwow, punk rock. Um, I was wondering, did you like grow up like dancing or singing at powwows when you were younger? No, man, I went to powwows, but I never danced. Um, I wanted to really bad, but when I was a kid, being like mixed white and appearing white, I got my ass kicked like a few times. And had I known there's going to be so many white looking people dancing, I probably would have been more brave. But at the time, I just I remember being choked out like at a at a powwow by some kid being called white boy. Oh no! So. Yeah, like, I wanted to dance, but then by the time I got to age to dance, my dad started going through ceremonies. We couldn't even go to powwows anymore. For, like, eight years, we couldn't go to powwows. So by the time that eight years was over, I just wasn't that interested anymore. Okay. Yeah, I, um, me and my brothers and sisters, we danced at powwows. I kind of feel like um, our parents just kind of made us do it. It was kind of like, it was kind of like we didn't really have a choice. It was just like, you know here's your dance regalia and here you go, go, go run around or, you know, go pick it up. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like it was just a way for like on my, cause like we grew up around like the border of the reservation. So I think the experience with the border town, you know, it's, it's pretty racist, like the, the towns around mm -hmm. here. So I feel like, um, I don't know. I never really asked my parents directly, but I kind of feel like going to powwows and being a part of that, was like their way of like keeping us, you know, um, um, connected and like just, you know, um, that having that social interaction with other, other natives. Um, oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like grown up, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it gets harder and harder to go up and go, go back to powwows and, you know, um, oh, for sure. yeah, but, uh, that's the, I, I, when I first heard 1876, yeah, just like the, the powwow drum and, you can hear like the like the bells, like the dancers, you know, bells and the the jingles yeah. in the background, like. Um, so yeah, that, that's what really kind of like you know just caught my ear. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the goal, man. I love powwows. Like I love everything about a powwow, and I wish that there was a way to make. Like I wish I could sell a fragrance fragrance with my music, because <laughs> if I could find a way to make like. Uh, dirt, cigarette smoke, and oil, like oh, yeah. like cooking oil, all in one smell. Yeah. Like spray that and then listen to my music. Like that's that's yeah. what I want. I, I think I love like, that sweaty buckskin smell is what um, reminds me <laughs> of powwows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know when I we used to go to powwows, like um, I used to dance like the the like men's or boys or men's fancy. But um, yeah, it's just a workout oh, and wow. just like completely sweat up my outfit um but yeah oh, going man. yeah going to powwow was like you know i never really i think around that time i was probably like in junior high going to high school i'd like discovered like new metal like corn and mm. like slipknot and i think um yeah, yeah but you know going to powwows i noticed it was more like more like hip-hop i feel like a lot of just like hip-hop and country were you know, just because like a lot of the um, older dancers or elderly are like, you know, country fans and then the younger, I feel like it's all like the cool like hip hop kids that, you know, uh, bring bring that to powwow. But I never really yeah. saw like punk rock or metal being um, part of that. Um, 
Yeah, I I had the same experience. Like, uh, man, I don't know. My brothers and I were probably the only ones. <laughs> I for a long time were the only ones at powwows with mohawks. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool because like um, yeah, you know the way um a lot of the the, the powwow dancers, you know, they have like beadwork, they have beaded vests. Um, I yeah. always thought that would that would like be a cool thing to bring to like punk or metal, like you know when people have their vests, you know, have it all beaded in the back and you know make it make it indigenous so I yeah think. have you seen mine i haven't no mine's uh i have i did that I, it's not it's not fully beaded like it is at a pow at a powwow yeah but it's like i put beadwork on my i beaded my vest a little bit on one side oh that's sick yeah yeah awesome but i always i always thought it was uh interesting because uh my brother my brother and i would get made fun of when we had mohawks and I was like, you guys are wearing roaches, man. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's true. Um, yeah, I kind of, I wish I could kind of go back, but now it's, it's hard. I mean, I think ever since the pandemic, the, the, I think oh, the powers yeah. are slowly starting to come back. Um, but, um, yeah, hopefully I can, you know, at least get back into shape to do that again. Um, going back to like your music, um, like what was your exposure to like, um, I guess, you know, playing music in general and then maybe like exposure to like punk music. Yeah. Um, I've always just been interested in music, like as far back as I can remember, I've always just been fascinated. I can remember the exact moment that music like made sense to me, which was, uh, I was, my dad worked at the BIA and, uh, my mom and I were there to pick him up and I was like maybe four, three or maybe four or five, maybe something like that. I wasn't in school. So whatever he said is. And, um, my mom was listening to Purple Rain by Prince, like the album. And the song when doves cry came on and he, in the song, he says, uh, maybe I'm just like my mother. She's never satisfied. Or no, what is it? Maybe you're just like my father or something like that. What is it? Maybe, it's something like that. And uh, it, uh, I just remember thinking, like, I know exactly what that feels like. Like, I know exactly what he's feeling. And then when he says these words, it's the same thing I feel. And I was like a little kid. And so then I was like, oh, this is music. And then not too long after that, um, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. came on the radio. And then in that song, they say, that's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight, losing my religion. And I remember thinking, well, I've been put in the corner before for being in trouble. And, uh, and I'm, I'm indigenous, like I'm Indian and we don't have, we lost our religion and I was a kid. So I don't know what was wrong with my brain that I was thinking like that so young, but I just understood like, this is what music is. They're saying, they're describing something that we all feel. And from then on, I was just, like, hooked, like, on all kinds of music. So, like, flash forward to, like, maybe 10 years old, 12 years old, I got a guitar, and it was just on from there. Any any instrument I get my hands on, I learned how to play, and I just I just go ham sandwich on it. Yeah. Oh, but punk rock music, I forgot you asked that part. Uh, <laughs> punk rock music, I first heard... Um, probably my, I think my first introduction probably around like nine or 10 years old. 
and it was like pop punk, like Blink-182, Green Day, that kind of stuff. Because my, my older brother was, my oldest brother, he's nine years older than me. He was super into grunge and like, uh, all like he was just a teenager. So he was on the cutting edge of all the music coming out. So when grunge was big, he was really into grunge. And when ska and punk started making a comeback in the 90s, he was super into that. So I heard all that stuff from him. And then my other brother, who's uh, four years older than me, he was super into like Master P and uh, Tupac, Biggie, um, Bone Thugs. Like, so I heard all that from him. We shared a room. So I, I listened to a lot of hip hop and stuff from that brother. And the other one listened to a bunch of alternative and punk rock. So I kind of discovered it all at once. And then my mom listened to Prince and my dad liked Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I think kind of like, I feel like where, when I was growing up, um, I went to a, like a dorm for native kids. Um, it's like a, it's like for high school in Flagstaff, Arizona, there's this dorm for kids to, native kids who live on the res to go to school. And then, you know, they attend like the, the public school, Flagstaff High School, but then they stay at the dorm and our parents would drop us off. But um, I feel like it was so segregated by the way uh, we liked music. Like, I feel like the yeah. like the country like the country like rodeo kids were in one section. Then there was like the hip hop kids, and then like the punk and metal kids were kind of together. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always I always felt like I had to choose between like, or I I always felt like I was I don't know maybe it was just my mindset back then like. I always thought like I I was only allowed to listen to one thing, so then I just kind of stuck with metal. But um, I know there was a lot of like punk kids. Um, I think around that time was like when AFI was getting really popular. Oh. I remember a lot of kids listening to AFI at that time. Yeah, yeah, I love AFI. Nice. And then um, as far as like the you know getting eighteen seventy six um, started, um, like like what was the like when did that or I guess what was the um idea or situation or circumstance when you like decided to form um 1876 um it was kind of like a lot of a long time in the making um the first time i ever thought about mixing powwow drums with, with punk rock i was in a punk ska band with my oldest brother called the closet monsters and we had a song called revolution which was about indigenous people uh, this was like 2009 i think or 2010 and the song was saying that we as indigenous people like our time is coming and we're gonna it was like land back and all that stuff before that was a coined phrase weird we were just writing this song saying like our time is coming like it's time for us to to overthrow and be the people we know who we are and the song um had just a like straightforward four, four to the floor drum beat and I was the drummer at the time of that band and I remember thinking if this if this ba the bass drum is like a four count then why don't we just use powwow drums the song's about being Indian like why don't we use powwow drums because that's the same rhythm and so we did we brought my mom's powwow drum her old 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 you ever heard of um of the Black Lodge Singers uh, the powwow uh, drum group? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my mom grew up with 
them. They're like kind of relatives. We're, we're Gardafees on the Blackfeet side, so we're related to some of them, some of the Eagle speakers. And they, they made my mom this drum when she was a kid. They used to come practice at my grandma's house. And so this drum we took to um, this old school drum made with horse hide. We took it to the studio and we recorded with it. And that was the first time I mixed powwow music with, with punk rock. Uh, but for some reason, it didn't make it to the final cut. I have no idea why. I still don't know why. But it, it just didn't make it to the final version. So uh, that was the very, very first time. That, like I said, that was like 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. And then after that, it was just like, I would talk about it all the time with people and be like, we should do that more. Like, this is... Uh, sick idea I think it would be really cool blah 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 and everyone would tell me like I don't think that'll work man I don't think that I don't think that'll mix I don't think people want to hear it blah 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 so flash forward to like 2000 probably 17 18 maybe 2019 somewhere around there I started just writing songs and I was super angry because I was just dealing with a lot of dealing with a lot of stuff like a lot of racism and things like that because uh, the city had just turned at that point. Um, and so I was just writing all this stuff and writing punk rock music and putting powwow drums in there in my head, trying to record it on this laptop that I had, and this laptop just kept crashing. And every time it would crash, it would erase all my music. <laughs> so I got all the way... I, I, I bought a new laptop and was working on it, and I got all the way to the end of what I thought was going to be my first EP, and the computer crashes... And erased everything, oh, no. and I was just, dude, oh my god, I I like I lost it. Like I threw my laptop. I was so pissed. I went to the, I went to the uh, what do they call the uh, geeks or the oh, nerds yeah, the or, geek something squad like or something like that from yeah, yeah those guys. Yeah, I went there and I gave them my laptop and I told them what was going on and they went to the back and they came out and it was like a movie. It's so dramatic, but. <laughs> It was like a movie there. Like, we did everything we could. We, we couldn't get the files. <laughs> and, like, silent. Like, my brain went silent. I couldn't hear. I could see their mouths moving, but I couldn't hear anything. And so, yeah, I just, I, like, I lost it. I was on my motorcycle driving, riding home, and I was just, like, screaming in my helmet, just obscenities and stuff, super upset. And I got all the way home, and, like, I think my birthday is in March. Uh, and so, for... March of 2020, my wife bought me a computer, like a computer computer. And she was like, I think you can do what you want to do with this. She gave it to me. And then I just, re I, like, the first weekend after I got the computer, I just recorded, like, everything. And it all came out. So it just, for whatever reason, divine intervention, it seems like, because they that, two laptops crashed while trying to make this music or maybe I just, I, I mean, like I grew up traditional. I'm very connected with the spirit world. So I'm maybe I was just doing something incorrectly and the spirit world was like, nah, dude, like you can't do that. <laughs> but for what, whatever reason, 2020 was the year that this all came out and was able to, to, uh, I was able to push it all out. Yeah. That's the power punk rock one. Yeah. The very first EP. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I saw that you released a, a Power Punk Rock 2 uh, last year, and then you did some singles in between. Um, I was wondering, um, like, do you have any, like, on physical format, like tapes or CDs? I have, uh, I have like, four left of the first EP. 
the second EP, I didn't, I didn't make physical copies because the first one didn't do that well. And it's kind of like expensive. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't think people just kept telling me like, yeah, I don't really listen to CDs anymore. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm what? such a hoarder for physical tape CDs and records. I don't know. I, I would love oh, to get my real? hands on one. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll send you one. All right. Yeah, for sure. I'll, um, yeah, after we're done talking, like we can kind of exchange information. But yeah, no, I'm I'm such a big fan of like physical, like media. Maybe it's just because I'm like, well, I'm in like my mid thirties now. But like, just CDs to me were huge. Like, especially like when I was going to high school, staying at the dorm, and I just you know having a CD just to look at and to I like to listen to tracks all the way through, and sometimes you know with like streaming now, I tend to like shuffle and skip around but i kind of feel like just to do the artists you know their justice i I need to listen from beginning to end but yeah i would love to have a full uh, physical um copy yeah man i'll send it to you for sure uh i was also a really big fan of of cds man like the artwork and everything like you you flip through the pamphlet and you look at all the cool art that they would put on there i would look at the lyric i read the lyrics and look at who produced it all that stuff, man. Yeah. And what was really cool was like when you meet a new friend or you meet a chick or something and you're like, oh, let me look through your CD collection <laughs> so yeah, you get to was, know them. That was big. I remember like just going on field trips in high school, like bringing your little CD booklet and then like having someone yeah. flip through it. I was always like a good, I always got a good feeling like, you know, showing people my CD case. Yeah, you're like badass. You're like, oh yeah, oh man, that CD? Yeah, I don't really listen to it anymore. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Or there's like something embarrassing in there, like oh fuck, I forgot to take that out. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, and think that's not mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I would love to have a CD. Um, yeah, I think um, even just like, for me, I like, I, I especially like um, bands who are like you know who play like metal or yeah, even like you know punk and just any kind of like heavy music who have like indigenous yeah. um, like influences like. Like those, I always try to get my hands on like a like a physical copy. Um, oh yeah, have you heard of uh, Merciless Indian Savages? Yeah, they're they're from Arizona. Yeah, yeah, they're they're badass. Yeah, yeah I love them. Yeah, um, yeah. I I spoke to the the their singer. Um, I think his name's Corey Ashley. Uh, a year ago on this, but yeah, they're awesome. I love them. Yeah, dude, those guys they they hit hard, man. Yeah, um, I hope to see them one day. Yeah, I seen them live. They played a live show in Gallup, New Mexico, which is like thirty miles from here. Um, there's nice. one band that I've, I've I really dig. They got like a punk rock, like a skate punk, and like um, you know, like a Norwegian black metal like fusion. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're called Homeland. They're I think their members are um, from around the Phoenix area, Phoenix, Arizona. I think I want to say oh, they're okay. Apache, but. Um, yeah, they're they're really sick. It's like um, a mix between. I don't know if you are into like Norwegian black metal bands, but um, it's like a mix between like Dark Throne and like Bad Religion. It's it's really cool. Oh, okay. Actually, I actually know who Dark Throne is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, it's like those not like super into the scene, but yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. It's like that um, the tremolo like riffing with like kind of like that like skate punk like uh, rhythm. So it's, yeah, it's really that's cool. That's sick, dude. You know who uh, Trixie Coyote is? No, no. Uh, that's a that's a Navajo kid. 
I can't remember where, like, what area they're from, but super talented kid, man. Uh, I think, like, maybe, like, 20 years old, but plays, like, all the instruments, like, has a super unique voice. You should definitely look look into them because oh, yeah. I, I believe they're Navajo. Okay, yeah, I, I will. Um, yeah, no, I, I just I just enjoy that. And, um, yeah, I, I, just because, you know, a lot of times, you know, like, the lyrics and, like, the imagery, just a lot of it just comes from their tribal background, and I just really appreciate that. Um, yeah. And then um, as far as... Um, like I know you, you just you released the single right, the Bougie Natives. I saw, I found that on online. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, do you have any other singles coming out or any future releases in the near future? Yeah, so on March eighteenth, uh, next Friday, with my birthday, uh, the I have a new single called uh, "Great Escape," and it's coming out. It's coming out that day, but uh, it's just a video that's coming out. So the song won't be available uh, until my next EP, which will, I, there is going to be a Power Punk Rock 3. It's coming out on June 26th, which is a Sunday, I believe. June 26th, 2023 will be Power Punk Rock 3. Uh, so that song will be, you can hear that song, you can watch the video next Friday, March 18th, but it won't be available to like, it'll only be available on the EP, which is coming out in June. Oh, nice. Um, and do you have any like plans for any, um, live appearances or live shows? Yeah. Um, I am planning, I'm trying to get a band together. It was a little difficult and it's finding, it's becoming difficult again. There's a second there where it was all working out really well. And then it became difficult again. Trying to get a band together, trying to find a practice space. And I want to play a CD release, um, for the EP. So I'm hoping to play a show on June 25th before the EP comes out on Sunday, mm-hmm. on June 26th. But, um, yeah, that's proving to be a little more difficult than I had planned. Okay. Yeah. I hope <laughs> you can get some, get some people out there. Um, is there a lot of like, um, I'm sure there's a lot of musicians in your area, but, um, um, I guess they probably, ha- you, you, you guys all have to coordinate like with the, have the same schedules but um yeah, yeah. I've, I've never i've never um played in a band or played uh, played in uh played any music i've just always been a big fan um and then which is kind of why i started this like podcast thing um but um but yeah that's cool man i really hope you can get some people together uh to you know jam out and you know start playing some live shows um, yeah thanks man that's definitely the next step it's the most important thing to me is at least playing like four or five shows just get out there I want people to see like it's one thing to hear the music it's another thing to see it and to see Indians on a stage I personally just want to see a powwow drum in a punk rock club that's my goal yeah (laughs) oh yeah you know I know like I don't know if you're like if you go to a lot of powwows but I know like the joke about um Powwows is like the after parties, the 49. It'd be like a punk rock 49, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turn a bunch of Blink-182 songs and like simple plan, like love songs and into, <laughs> into 49. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be awesome, man. Um, 
but yeah, <laughs> I think I've kind of gone through most of my questions. Um, I always ask this for people towards the end, but um, uh, is there any like new bands or any hidden gems that you want to recommend to listeners? Um, man. Well, like I said, I mentioned Merciless Indian Savages and Trixie Coyote. Big fans of them, uh, both from your area. Um, Observer Syndrome is really good friends of mine. They're from L.A. They're L.A. punk rock band. They're kind of like on the. They're they're a little more on the metal side, so you might actually be into them because I mean they're sick, dude. But uh, they're more, I think I would say they're more metal than punk. Um, well, I know I have like a list of bands in my head, but I can never just pull it out right away. I have like a old man Indian brain. Uh, Greg Deal. I don't know if you know who Greg Deal is, but he's an Indian guy from, um, from Colorado. He has a side project he's calling, uh, Dead Pioneers. So he's like a, yeah. Hey, you know about you know about him? Uh, no, just that name, Dead Pioneers. I'm like, I'm in already. Oh the, yeah, the yeah. Name, uh, I'm yeah. sold by their name. <laughs> he has a. They have one song out, but he's a multimedia uh, artist. So he does like all kinds of different art shows and things like that, performance arts and things like that. But he just started this music project. They have one song out called uh, Bad Indian, and it's like a spoken word kind of like punk rock ish type of song. Pretty good. Pretty funny. It's got really good thoughtful moments and really good funny moments all in like four minutes of music. It's pretty sick. Um, I don't know, man. I know there's a few that I'm missing and I apologize to any of my musician friends uh, if I didn't mention you, but yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, lately there, uh, there's one band that came across my, um, I guess my ears, um, they're called Hell Throne. I think their members are Navajo. Mm -hmm. They're all from, phoenix and yeah i mean they 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 play like thrash metal like slayer um yeah oh it's, nice it's super super badass i think they just yeah they just released an ep um i think last week it's it's digital um on like spotify and like the various uh like streaming platforms but um yeah they're they're awesome i think they're gonna play a show next saturday in gallup new mexico um oh nice so i definitely want to check them out or yeah everyone should check them out um and then, uh, dude, I, I, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, I remembered one, Darksiders. I don't know how I forgot this. I'm actually, we're working on a song together right now. And I have like, <laughs> I have all this information laid out in front of me about the song that all says Darksiders on it. And I forgot to mention Darksiders. <laughs> yeah, okay. Definitely check Darksiders from, from, uh, from Nevada. Awesome. The EDM, EDM guy, uh, but he mixes it, like he, he does, um, what is it called? Like Dark. Uh, it has a name, but it's like dark EDM. It's sick, dude. Anyway, we're we're working on a song together, so cool. check him out. Awesome. Yeah. Any like um, like any like shoutouts or recognitions or you know just words of encouragement in general? Uh, I do want to say that I appreciate all the love that I get from the from Navajo country. Like I I like I don't know what it is, but man, Navajos are they're showing me a lot of love. So I appreciate all, all of Navajo country, just getting behind my music and seeing my, my vision before other people are before some people, in my own tribe. 
But yeah, I just want to say thank you to, to Navajo Country and for being so supportive of me and my music. And I hope to make it out there. I hope to play a show there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, um, I know, I know you're, you're going to get a group of people together and you're going to start playing shows. But yeah, definitely, you know, make your way out here. You know, we're, we're, yeah, there's absolutely. plenty of places around here to play. And, you know, you, you, you definitely have a lot of listeners now. Um, and then, um, how, what's the best way for listeners to support 1876? Um, you can stream my music anywhere you stream music. Uh, I don't get paid from any of that because it's just the way the streaming works. So if you want to financially support me, you can buy merch on um, 1876band.com, 1876band.com. I have a bunch of merch there that I designed and make myself, and it's at my. It's right next to me right now. So when you order it, I I send it right away. It doesn't come from like a factory or whatever. Like, yeah, it comes from me. Uh, Bandcamp. You can, if you want to buy my music, you can buy my music on Bandcamp. Um, but the best support would be just telling as many people as you possibly can about my music. Any platform that you have, uh, let everybody know on that platform about my music, that there's an Indian out here making powwow punk rock. I'm the only powwow punk rock, the world's only powwow punk rock band musician. And I... I think it's something that the world needs to hear and if you believe that too then let the world know um and i think that covers it oh follow me on instagram 1876band at 1876band follow me because uh, that also helps because <laughs> yeah. that's where all my information that's the that's the only way i communicate with people is instagram Nice. Yeah, for sure. Everyone should yeah follow 1876. Yeah, stream. You know, just you know, support uh, Gabe and his um, his musical projects. All right. Thanks again. I'm gonna go ahead and stop the recorder, but I'll keep you on. Okay. That was my talk with Gabe Kolhoff from 1876. Thanks again, Gabe, for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. Be sure to follow Gabe in 1876 on Instagram at 1876band. Uh, also pick up some music on the 1876band.bandcamp.com. You can stream on some of the various streaming platforms like Spotify, um, iTunes, Amazon Music. Also, importantly, pick up some merchandise. You know, there's some really cool, badass shirt designs on 1876band.com. Also, there's some really cool stickers, some earrings. So yeah, be sure to support the band and Gabe. And be on the lookout for a new single coming out, uh, I think, on first it's going to be a music video and then a song that will be able to stream. So be on the lookout for The Great Escape on March 18th. Um, so I'm going to play a, a track from uh, uh, the last single, uh, which was Bougie Native. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. And then um, stay tuned. I'm going to you know, just kind of spread my love for the University of Arizona Wildcats basketball. All right, so check out Bougie Natives. Here we go.
world is shining. City wind and grinding. Fresh to death without trying. Beating chains up on my neck and sickle picking violent. Every day that I open my eyes, I rise with the sun. They created that I'm alive in my tribe, they don't run. Put a cloud of sweet pine in the sky with a song. Put honey on my fried bread, take a bite in the sun. I've been weaving through the city, I'm a fighting, riding easy past the best. They don't see me, cause the medicine on any. Strong enough to keep all of the bullshit at bay Cause if I get a ticket, shit, you know I can't pay Broke as fucking bougie, cause I was born with the taste For greatness, cause of the mud from the land that I was made It's in my blood and it's witches that you can never take I know it's in my family and I know it's in me I know beauties, I know beasts, I know criminals and thieves And I know a couple cousins, even bougie than me Myself, I guess I'm just a master beater. We them bougie natives. I got two points on my wrist. We the bougie natives. Five rings up on my fist. We the bougie natives. Big hat with the brim. We the bougie natives. I got that custom made blade. We the bougie natives. You see the blue glass and say we the bougie natives. All my knowledge in my brain. We the bougie natives. You see the blue glass and say we the bougie natives. It's the coldest thing when I say. All right. Yeah. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, for those listening still, uh, thanks again. Um, you know, not everyone's a you know sports fan, uh, but I just want to quickly uh, recognize University of Arizona Wildcats basketball, both men's and women. Um, the men's, you know, they went to Las Vegas and won the Pac-12 tournament, beat Stanford, then beat Colorado, then beat UCLA on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, that UCLA game was too close for comfort. I was um, actually getting really anxious and um, getting really nervous when they were when I saw they were like down by 12 points before halftime. But they were able to cut the lead to five right before halftime, and then yeah, second half just you know continued to dominate. You know, there's a lot of athletic players, and yeah, that really showed. And um, yeah, I just hope that uh, you know our point guard Kirk Carissa can get healthy. Um, you know, they don't need to bring them back right away. I feel like, you know, since they're the one seed, they'll be playing like, you know, one of the 16th seed teams. So, you know, they really don't need to rush them back. But, yeah, if all goes well, you know, they'll play Friday and Sunday in San Diego and then next weekend in San Antonio. And, uh, yeah, I just don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of myself. You know, I'm really, really excited for this team. Um, yeah, I think I feel like ever since 2017, like the, the U of A Wildcats were just in a downward spiral. Um, now that Sean Miller is out, thankfully, um, yeah, he was just yeah he he's just not a good coach, honestly. Like he blew it. Like 2017, like the NCAA committee like made it so easy for U of A to get to the Final Four. You know, he couldn't even beat his old freaking assistant in, you know, Chris Mack of Xavier. That was pitiful. And, uh, yeah, you know, 2018 got destroyed by Buffalo in the first round. Um, yeah, that was embarrassing. And then 2019, yeah, there was no appearance there. And, yeah, I mean, just uh, 2020, we all know what happened. The tournament got canceled. Last year, U of A had that self-imposed band, so weren't able to participate. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a really good time of year for you know uh, Arizona Wildcat fans. So 
yeah, um, really hope they do well. And the women's as well. You know, last year the women's team made it all the way to the women's uh, championship. And, um, yeah, just lost the – oh, gosh, yeah, just lost to Stanford. And But, uh, yeah, they're back again this year. They're a number four seed, and hopefully they can, you know, carry on that success from last year. So, yeah, um, thanks again for listening. Um, yeah, and you know, like I said, I just want to save this for last. All right, yeah, bear down.